welcome everybody to chapter 35 of Legion's Cast. Alright, we are back. This is going to be a fantastic episode. We're here to discuss All-Stars 5 Plus. An amazing new wave coming from the Four Horsemen. Everybody's probably pretty excited about this. We're going to break it down. I am Lord Steve Bishotti and I'm here to talk about this with me as, uh, well, I can't say as always, but as mostly, Jeremy Gerard. How you doing, Jeremy? I'm doing well. I miss I miss one chapter, and you say that not always. Well, you weren't there for the uh, the Retro Rags episode either. You didn't drive in from Maine. Did you invite me to that one? Yeah, but we did that one live. I said oh, be there. Yes, no, I invited you, you to that. I always invite you. Let's look ahead, Stephen. I am here today, and there is no place else I would rather be. Nice. Well, the cool thing about it is, is as fantastic it is, as it is that both of us are here, it's much more fantastic than even that, because all the way from Sweden, we have maybe, maybe my best friend in the world, Emil Wickman. How you doing, Emil? Oh, I'm doing fine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> nice so, to be here. Nice to be here, man. What's going on? What is it, like four in the morning there? No, it's it's just, uh, it's midnight. That's nothing, you know? It's summertime. It's vacation. Heck yeah, it's vacation for you. This is nothing, right? Yeah, exactly. You're, pro you're probably having a party. You're probably having people coming over later. Yeah, uh, once we finished here. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, I mean, Emil, most if if you don't, you have to live under a rock in the in the Mythic Legions community to not know who you are. You're the best sculptor in the world. You're the best painter on the planet. You're the best filmmaker. Steven Spielberg calls you for advice. Uh. <laughs> You know the best music guy, Jeremy DeWitt. And uh, so, you know, you are literally like, it is a it is a blessing and an honor to have you on Legion's cast. <laughs> Thank you. What in the world should I answer to that? <laughs> you don't have just, to. Okay. Just, just bask in the glory. Okay. <laughs> so, but Emil's here, but we needed more for this episode, so... We went deep. We went, we went down town, like New Jersey. Is that what I say? New Jersey, Jersey, Len Laguardia. We got Laguardia over here, eh? Len. Greetings. Hello, Stephen. How you doing, Len? Very good. Thank you. Your uh, your hair is is amazing it's 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 reduced see len you know everybody people who know len they see this little this little uh, uh avatar thing on facebook and he's got this this little drawing and it's got scraggly hair on it and everybody but those of us who know len he had he had this mane of hair and now he comes on here on skype and he's looking like he uh he's uh he's a guest starring on um the oc with that new haircut <laughs> Thank you. It's fresh. As of yesterday, I just brought a picture of you in, and I said, I need to look like this man. Wow. 
well, well, that's uh, that's admirable. But you, the hair's you know, it's not quite that good. So not quite. All right. Well, uh, we're gonna have fun here. I think what's gonna happen here because uh, Jeremy Gerard here, Mister LBC himself, he has his own show. It's called Mythic Conversations, and I know even though I didn't watch it because I didn't want this to influence what we said today, what I said today, I know he babbled on and on last night about the All-Stars 5 wave. So um, everybody, you know, has heard enough of him, not to say that he's not going to interject his opinions today, but what I think the the, the proper thing to do here is if we're going to break down this wave is to just hand the reins over to Mr. Gerard and let him take over and let him lead us through this journey of exploring this new edition. Jeremy, you ready to do this? I am ready, Stephen. Yes, thank you. I've, I've certainly given my opinions on the All-Stars 5 Plus Wave over the last few episodes of Mythic Conversations, uh, but I haven't been able to really talk to other people about it. So thrilled to hang out with the three of you this evening and ask you some questions about this new wave and get your feelings on it. So to get started, I mean, it's crazy to think how long this process has gone on for All-Stars. The voting actually started at the beginning of March, which was crazy because that was right when I was starting full-time with the Horsemen. Um, That was right around ZoloCon. If you remember, all of this voting was going on while we were out at the ZoloCon show at the start of March. So we went through the vote process. Uh, We had the two different, you know, the the first round to narrow down the 20 to 10. Then we had the 10 winners. We got the three eventual winners that made it into this wave. That is, of course, Romulus, who was originally from the Coliseum wave, uh, Ilgar, who was from the 1.5 wave, and then Azar, the banana demon, as some have called him, that is from the initial Mythic Legions 1.0 Kickstarter wave. So let's start with those. Um, I want to know if any of those three were in your picks. And of course, I'm going to start with you, Steven, since this is essentially your show. Well, I don't know about that. I like to think it's it's the world's show. But um, I will say that quite perfectly these are all of my three picks so you you saw the future or maybe more what's more accurate is the legions community as a whole got in behind lord stephen followed his lead in order to choose the eventual winners i'd like to think it's something like that but but and, and it may be but i'm not actually sure uh, I can tell you, though, it's pretty cool because uh, that may never happen again when the three I want are the three I get. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go. We're, we have a screen here. While this is an audio broadcast, we can see each other. So I'm going to go clockwise here. That's going to bring me to Len. Len, uh, were any of these three, were like Stephen, all of these three in your in your picks? What did you have on your ballot? The only one I had was Romulus. Okay. I did not choose Ilgar or Azar. Um, Silverthorn, Silverhorn Sentry definitely was one of my other ones. And I think 
the other one was could it have been the um elf ranger or was that not in the same yeah. category so the elf ranger was one yet yeah. so he he made it out of that first round to be one of the characters you could vote on for that final round <laughs> right but, yeah romulus definitely was one of them though i know that uh, and i so don't have any of them so you're one for three okay yep. uh emil how about yourself yeah, I was super excited when I heard that these were the winners because I voted for both uh, uh, Azar and Romulus. Okay. So I'm, I mean, I'm happy with Ilgar as well. I'm gonna be thrilled to get him, uh, but I didn't vote for him. But so I, I'm very happy with this vote. Okay, so you voted for two of them. Um, do you? I would imagine that if you voted for Azar and Romulus. You don't already have them in your collection, and you just said you don't have Ilgar. So are all three of these characters not in your collection currently? That's correct. I have no, none of these. So Asar especially, I want him to stand next to his brother. I really want those two. So, yeah, well, I was happy because he, he looks so lonely on the shelf. Like, he's supposed to have his brother there, and he's not there. So... Yeah, I'm looking forward to have them standing there, both of them. He's one that, you know, I've said before that when Zazar became an All-Star for All-Stars 3, mm -hmm. we didn't see Azar win as well because, you know, my theory is that when you only had four characters to vote for, Azar and Zazar are essentially the same figure, just different color schemes. Uh, people didn't want to spend 50% of their votes on what is essentially the same figure. Uh, so he, he kind of didn't make the cut. He, he made it this year, but I did hear some people saying that he wasn't the best choice because of the limited customization options for him. So, Stephen, I'm going to go to you. First off, which of these three do you already have in your collection? All of them. So you have all three of these already? Yeah. Yep. Okay, then that's... But, that, that, that being said, there's a very reason why Ilgar is there. There's a very big reason why Ilgar was one of my wants, even though I already have him. For some reason, when I originally got Ilgar, I ripped off that bearded head and I put the skeleton head on him. Yep. Years later, or at some point, I was looking at my collection and I'm like, you know what? I need this, the bearded head on him. And I used to keep, especially with All-Star, or with uh, the, the original kick, or, the, or very early figures, I kept all of the boxes, and I would put any extra parts I wasn't using back in the boxes. So I know where this head is, so I'm going to go find it. And I get to find my box, and I pull it out, and I pull out his packaging, and it's there. You can tell because the side has his bio on it. No head. No, I didn't have that head. I can't find that head. So I wanted Ilgar because even though I have the figure... Now I can get that head. Now the funny part is, is after All-Stars vote happened, I was rearranging a shelf, and I have a little diorama piece on a shelf, and I moved it to dust, and behind there I had hidden that head. So, now I <laughs> so, have... So, yeah. if, you had that, uh, if you had had that ha head in hand, would you still have voted for Ilgar? Who would you have picked otherwise? Probably Hagnan, because I think Hagnan, I think having a blue Hagnan would be fun, I, Obviously, no one else does because that never happens. It never works. But I'm one of the people who thinks it would be fun.
So Steven, from the customizing standpoint of these three characters, um, do you think they have good customizing potential? You know, Azar is a very bold color choice. Are any of these ones you're excited to get because you already have them all, specifically from a customizing standpoint? Um, I think Romulus is is a great is a great one for customizing. Uh, he's he's beautiful, and, and and that makes him almost a sin to paint over because his he's all he's so cool looking to begin with. But the darker colors, and you know the. I think that works his parts. I mean, all these guys are old parts, so you're not getting anything new. The uh, banana demon. I don't, I've never painted over a yellow figure. I, I don't know if, I mean, that seems like it would be kind of a pain in the butt, but I was not looking at him when I voted for him. I was not thinking about customizing, thinking about more of the pain people have of not having the brother to his, uh, you know, his counterpart. So, I think I think I think Romulus is is going to be great for for customization. I do. He's got as much as I like having the one bare arm and the one armored arm. When you're building figures and you're swapping parts and you're doing things, it always kind of sucks because you get you end up having to do that again. Some you you're forced to do that again. You've only got so many arms and you don't have symmetrical arms, so that forces you to have to use them uh, that way again somewhere. So that kind of that kind of isn't isn't really you know uh preferable to me but but overall i think he's probably the best one i mean well ilgar too i mean it's a skeleton i've got a lot of skeletons a lot of, of skeleton uh legion builders they've been out there's been a few times since they've come out where you've been able to buy them again so I'm not sure he's bringing a whole heck of a lot to the table for for customizing. I mean, he's a, he's a good figure to customize. I'm not sure he's he's really bringing anything key that we really need. Really horribly bad, is my opinion. But great armor paint, though. He's yeah. got that kind of oxidized looking armor scheme. I like that a lot. Another one um, that's hard to paint over because you look at it and it goes, it's it's awesome. You know. Yep. Yeah, very crisp. Uh, Len, how about yourself? Which of these three figures do you already have in your collection? I have none of them in my collection. Okay, so this is just like yeah. Emil. This is we've got Stephen has all three. The two of you guys have none, so you'll be able to add uh, some desirable characters, figures that were fetching probably upwards of what three hundred dollars a piece on Correct. the secondary market prior to yeah. them being announced as all stars. So that's that's pretty cool. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, they were ones I never really pursued to fill the holes because of the price tag was so high now on them. So this is great because it really you know gives you that option to do it. You know, beyond that, um, Romulus, I'll agree with Steve, is great because he he has a ton of awesome parts for pop and squat. You know, like just simple, not painting over it, but that black and gold and red armor can work so well with a lot of other figures we have already and ones that are coming. So that's exciting. And uh, Ilgar's, again, you know, skeleton parts are always good to have. Azar, I like his armor. Um, all of, like, I like the color scheme and the look of all of his armored pieces. And his belt, torso, feet, everything. So that's great. And it, it, I'll agree with you guys when you say it's definitely hard to work with um, the yellow. And for pop and swap, I... I kind of like no matter what you do with that 
torso and arms. I always see that. Like, I, I just like, it's hard to not see it, especially with the tattoos. But it, all the other parts are just great for that. I think it'll be interesting to see, because we keep thinking about, okay, well, how can you use Azar's yellow parts? I'm curious to see if people paint other heads yellow to put on that body. Like, let's embrace more. Yeah, instead of trying to replace the yellow, let's embrace more yellow characters. That that might be fun. Um, as far as Ilgar, it's interesting. I used those limbs years ago as tree limbs um, because the difference between them being bones or being branches is not a huge stretch. And they're so dirty looking that even without any paint, I think that they do a pretty decent substitution as wooden type limbs. So I think that's an interesting idea where people might be able to uh, to utilize Ilgar. I can see that, definitely. Steven, you mentioned that if you knew now, if you knew then what you know now, you might have gone with Blue Hagnon. So that was my, my next question. Um, if you had to get one figure from the the 10 finalists who could be put in, which one would it be and who would you sacrifice to get them in? So, Stephen, is your choice Blue Hagnon? Yeah. yeah, I think it is. It's Blue Hagnon. Uh, I mean, close second by uh, Bromden, but because I love that Brown figures is he's, he's great. And I love his army builder, you know, with the other head on. And, um, but when he was available on big bad toy store, I did buy one every couple weeks. So I have a few Bromdens. I do not have a blue Hagnon. So there you go. And I obviously would swap it with Ilgar. Ilgar. Okay. Even though I I like Ilgar, but how about yourself, Len, who would you put in and who would you take out? I would say Silver Horn Sentry, which I I just I love um, Xylonus Block. It's my favorite yeah. faction, and to me he's like a builder because it's like an unnamed character. So I want I would love to have more than one to be like a guard. So the thought of having access to them or being able to pre-order them from the sale is would be great. And if I had to swap out, I'd probably say Ilgar. Yeah, those are my picks too, Len, actually. Uh, the armor color, that brown armor on Silverhorn Sentry, I think is a great look. I have a couple of them as guards, so I'm 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 right there with you. Same choices as well. Um, Emil, how about yourself? Yeah. I, I would also remove Ilgar, even though I know many people say that he's super cool, and I, and I do look forward to get him in my collection to try and part swaps with him. Um, but I would t- uh, remove him and add uh, the Elf Ranger. Elf Ranger, okay, yeah. Yeah, so I, I don't have it, and I, I think it would be. I'm very curious about it. It's a great figure. Yeah, great okay. figure, definitely. So those are the three winners. I don't know if anyone has anything more they want to add. I mean, ultimately, I think it's three cool figures. I mean. We, it sounds like all of us would sacrifice Ilgar to get somebody else in, perhaps. Um, but I think that these are going to fill some holes in some people's collections. And I am excited to see three different kinds of characters. So that's that's good. 
Uh, obviously, we only got three All-Stars this year, down from the four we had last year. And as we saw, as the whole process played out, that's because there was a lot of other stuff that were added to this wave. One thing that was certainly added, which has been typical of the last few All-Stars waves, are the PowerCon debut figures. These are very divisive type figures. Even when we revealed them, these are kind of like love it or hate it type figures in many cases. So let's talk about these characters. First off, let's let's start with this PowerCon debut subset. Steven, I know you like them because you're a big Masters of the Universe fan, but what about you guys? Do you like this subset, Emil? Is that is that something that you enjoy in the line or could you could you do without it? Uh, I, I I mean I I probably I couldn't do without I mean Chrono I've said this yeah. before but I mean he's the reason why I even found out about Mythic Legends so me personally I'm thankful for the Mojo tribute figures that said I mean so so the, so the basis I love them okay but that said through the years I've kind of moved away and sold some of my um, Motu figures, I mean, my the original Motu figures, to add more mythics to my collection. And while I've been doing this, I have realized that my interest for the Motu tributes have uh, decreased. Yep. You know? So, so I still think they're cool, and I still think it's super fun when they get re- revealed, but my that's not where I, where I get my hype now. It used to be. I'm just saying that this is this is very interesting because I come from from Motu, but now I'm I'm a mythic guy. <laughs> Can you say that? Sure, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you're not alone. I mean, I've said this many times. The the PowerCon debut figures are great doorway into the line for many fans because they see something they recognize, it appeals to them, they give it a shot, and when they see the quality of the figures, it gets them to want to buy other characters that are outside of that subset. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm just going to say, I mean, Chrono was the the figure that I found, because I'm a huge Trapjaw fan. Trapjaw is like, he's close to my heart. I'm never letting go of my Trapjaw figures. But Chrono was also something that I, I, I introduced my friend... Tomas uh, Reiber here in Sweden, he got the chrono, and when he had it in hand, he was like, "I, what is this? I, 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 I want it." He knew what it was before, but when he had it in hand, it's like, "I must have it." And now him and I both are going to Legion's Con this year. I, Thanks. I, to the tri- I mean, so the tribute figures are, I think they're important, and even though I'm not as hyped anymore as I used to be. I still think they're important. There's, they're, they're like a part of the, an important part of the, of the line. I think. I agree. I mean, what I just heard is because of the PowerCon tribute figures, we are going to have 100% more Sweden <laughs> this year than last year. So that's good. And Len, you are an old school Masters of the Universe fan as well. You had the vintage figures. You still Absolutely. have lots of figures today. Um, what are your thoughts on this this interesting subset of characters in the Mythic Legions line? 
Well, not not to totally mirror everything that Emil said, but I, I this is really the same story. Um, they weren't the first figures that I got in the line, but they were what brought me to the line. And and the only reason that happened that way is because the first show I went to, they were sold out of the 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 figures because it was a Sunday and they were already out of the the you know the myth the yeah. Motu related ones. So I got different ones on a Sunday, and um. Yeah, they definitely drew me in, but in the same note, I, I kind of am leaning away from them. I don't have as, I have I have most of them, but it's not. I, I get more excited for other things in the line um, right now, but but they're great, and 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 I still love them, and it's it's what brought me there. So, you know, it's a good, th it's definitely a good thing. I I have a question for you, Jeremy. Yeah. On this, these figures. Um, so these characters that are the Motu tribute or the PowerCon figures, are they really part of the mythic like universe or lore? No, they are not. Right. And they're they're kind of ancillary. So they have factions attached to them, but what I will say is as we're working on other elements for the property, something like the video game, for instance, you know, Mythic Legion's tactics. Um, these are characters that you're not, you're not going to see, you know, bouncing around with Atlas and Attila and so forth and Gorgo. Um, they're fun characters. They're made, you know, I mean, look, they were started with Unkin a number of years ago, specifically to have something cool for PowerCon. You know, that's why they've been called the PowerCon debut figures. So they're a cool part of the line. You know, a lot of fans really dig them. As we've heard, you know, great gateway for lots of people, including members of Sweden. But they are not part of the, like, the, the story. Like, when you right. read the lore collected and stuff, you're not going to be reading about these characters. That, that's kind of why I asked the question because I thought I would knew your answer and I was going to follow up with that with like would they be in any lore type properties in the future and I think the fans are smart and not it's that's why that you know Emil and I have a similar story because we're it's like once you they bring you in but then once you start getting into the lore of mythos and and the line itself you, you might get away from them because they don't like contribute to it as much. Yeah. They're still fun and they're great. But like, and I noticed that with some other fans too, that they say, yeah, they're great, but I'm going to get one, but they're not like my favorite thing. And that's more the, the, I want to say lack of better words, like a veteran type fan who's been around yeah. a while. I will say this though, the, one of the cool things that the, PowerCon debut figures do is they introduce some some interesting new races to the line. So, you know, last year with Bryophytus, we got a Lichen Orc. Um, this year with Xenathon, he's an Orophim. Uh, Okietos is uh, an Arachidast. So, while these specific characters may not play into the lore, the races they introduce, they're not necessarily off the table. So it's, it's interesting. interesting. There's been there's been no instances thus far that I've seen that that we have wanted to use those, but it's not 
not without possibility that they could. Plus, you got to always remember that we always get another head or other parts to make other versions. I mean, I've got an army of purple orcs from Purple Orc, and I think they look really cool. Um, So, you know, even if you're not into doing, uh, you know, the straight up Motu-esque thing on your shelf, which I am, mine are just thrown in with, with amongst the other characters, and I don't feel that they stand out on a shelf like, I don't think they don't, they, they never look like they don't belong to me. If you've got Adam on in there with the noble bear, he's just a part of the, he's just a guy in the noble bear. Yeah. You know, this well, is mythic legions. There's a bunch of lead, you know, there's, there's, there's room to have just background characters in there. And, um, so I, I do, I really love them and I do love the other options you, they, they give us in case you don't want to go the straight up Motu route, which always gives you usually kind of an army builder option. So on that note, I mean, there's a great one this year, I think. The first one that was revealed was Xenathon, um, and he comes with that additional orc head. It's the bearded orc head that was first seen on uh, the Vorthog figure and made an incredibly epic return for the upcoming Uwit figure. Very exciting. <laughs> but that that repaint of that head... Uh, the kind of fading of the facial colors and stuff, I think is really cool. I've heard a number of people, uh, you know, our friend Curtis, very excited to build an army of gray orcs with that. So I think that's an option. And that kind of leads me to this year's, this year's crop of PowerCon figures. Len, I was talking to you. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on this year's? Do you, do you like these? You know, how, how are you going to display them? What do you think? I, I like them. I really, I do. Um, the Xenathon's going to be a deluxe, right? Like, he's got, he comes with a lot of things. I mean, he's got the wings. He does, great. but as crazy as it seems, he's going to be a standard figure price. Wow. He's going to be $37. So despite really? the fact that, yeah, two heads, multiple, he, I believe he comes with multiple hands, right? Two yeah. Heads, yeah. Multiple sets of hands. You know, a uh, couple weapons. That's what a regular figure would come with. And then you tack in the wings. Normally, that would be a deluxe, but he's coming in at that $37 price point. That's impressive because the wings yeah. are beautiful. And red wings are nice to have because I don't, I mean, there's a lot of characters in red coming up that could use some wings if you want to use them. So that's you great. Could, you could put those red wings on the Petorion. And you can have your Red Bull with wings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course you can. Of course you can. <laughs> I um I'm not going to be able to pronounce this Ochiotis, uh, Ochiotis. <laughs> oh, that's a tough one. Um, he's. I'll be honest with you. When I first saw him, I wasn't sold. I I picture all my Motu tributes on on the 1.0 style. Like a, yep. a beefier figure. I guess it's because I am. I kind of think of the old Mattel um, classics figures, and I just think a beefier, yep. you know, type of body or build for it. So when I first saw that, I I was kind of down on it for like a minute, and then once I started looking at more pictures of it, I, I it grew on me. It really did. And I think I said that to Steve, and I I didn't love it, but then he he gave me some key points on selling me on it and i was like yeah you know what you're right i do like it and 
it's got a lot of great parts. Um, it the colors are fantastic. I mean, they're amazing colors. So so yeah, I mean, I I, I like them both. And this is another figure that you could argue should be deluxe. The fact that he comes with that back piece that we found on Alithia. I mean, that's two extra sets of arms. Again, this is coming in at a standard price. Um, wow. Neil, what do you think about this year's this year's crop? Okietos, the Webster tribute, or I mean, PowerCon figure. That one is brilliant. I really think that that's super smart. That's a super smart uh, made up figure. So when I saw that, I I realized that I got this smile on my face, like, now that was a clever one. That, you know, like, um, I I really like it. Um, The Xenathon figure, I, my first feeling was not not as convinced as um, the other one. It's like, I don't know, it's something something that I that I'm not as a big a fan of. Of course we're talking about figures that we love each and every one. So 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 but but that one it didn't do it for me. But I could see an army of grey orcs, you know? So I, I, I will have uh, of course have at least one on my Motu shelf. But I but I'm really curious about the the grey orcs. You know? So, so that brings me to Steven. So, Steven, question for you. Do you get a Xenathon and do a pop and swap with an extra Lord Dragool to make a toy-accurate Lord Dragool? Yes. Because that's, that's That fun. is brilliant. Yeah, but that is brilliant because that is how you want Dragool to be, right? <laughs> of course you have to do him like that. I don't think I have an extra Dragoon. But of course you need to do that. Yes. I do have an extra Dragoon, which makes it easy for me. Uh, And, yeah, I mean, that's fun. If you're a Masters of the Universe fan and that doesn't sound like fun to you, you need to look at yourself in the mirror and start asking some tough questions. (laughs) (laughs) I like the fact going back to what Len said, that Okietos, I like the fact that it's different. It's unexpected. And realistically, I think both of these are unexpected. So, Stephen, you knew about these two figures long before other people did um, because you were part of the reveal for Okietos right here on Legion's Cast. Um, And I had also shown you the Xenathon figure as part of, you know, us preparing for that. So, Wanted, I wanted to make sure you had some information so you wouldn't accidentally speculate on something. I wasn't sure when stuff was going to be revealed. So it just made sense to, to kind of give you that information. And I, I know one thing you said, which I think a lot of fans felt, was very surprised by both the selection of characters and the way they were executed. Yeah, um, more... I was really impressed by the way... Okiotos was executed. I thought that was so clever and so uh, creative to pull that off and do just something that was completely off my radar. Uh, and and the character selection, I would have never thought Webster. I just wouldn't have. Now, 
Stratos, to me, feels like a more uh, predictable figure that they might grab, just because he's one of the first figures, and to, I think he, I think he's an iconic Master of the Universe figure. However, I do know there's a lot of people out there that you hear that just don't like Stratos. I hate oh, Stratos. You hate Stratos. Oh, oh I, I like Stratos. Oh. What's wrong? He's the man? worst. What do you mean he's the I worst? Just, he's the he cool, he's a bird monkey. He's, he's a bird monkey. Favorite. He loves. He loves him. So yeah, I happen to really like the Stratos character. So I saw it. I was like, oh, that was cool. And um, you know, it, it wasn't as. I don't want to imply that I speculated it would be him because I didn't. I had no idea. But when I saw it, it just felt, boom. Yep, that makes sense. I see it. I like the way they pulled it off, and uh, I'm excited about it. Okietos, though, he blew my socks off just because it was so out of left field. Steven, I'm going off script. First one that comes to mind, if you could have any Motu character done Mythic Legion style that hasn't been done currently, who are you picking? Yeah, I mean, it's 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 going to be Fisto. I love Fisto. Fisto's my favorite mm. character. Um, right. Now, low-hanging fruit there. A character who a lot of people thought was going to be this year. Yeah, yeah, they did, and uh, I'm glad it wasn't. So, Len, who are you going with? Tila. Tila, left field. Didn't see that coming. Yep. Tila. Yeah. Oh, because I think that they would just knock her out of the park and make an amazing figure out of her. And she's one of my favorite figures, that even al- even going back as a kid. That almost that. makes me want to change my answer, because that is a great answer, Len. Emil? Triclops. Triclops, okay. I have no idea how they would do Triclops, with what parts to use for the head, because it, it's a very special head. Um, it's like both, both, both ours head, but, I mean, of course, yeah. he's too big. Triclops is one of my favorites. I like the the original gangsters, you know. I will say, I've seen someone execute a really cool merman kind of like tribute. So merman would be one, but if I'm thinking of one that I I haven't seen someone execute because that's in my head, um, I'd probably go Spycor. So I'd love to see how they would do that character. Ooh, I actually saw one do, do a, a, a Spiker figure with um, Steven's Dragon Warrior head. Uh, oh, I never saw that. I think I have seen that one, actually. Of course, that's not the original part, but it's still... It's yeah, just... yeah. Hmm. Alright, so let's move on here. No, I want you um, to answer that, though, Jeremy. What? The That question. You I just did. did. I said Spiker. Spiker. Yeah. I'm not going to edit that because that shows how dumb I am. <laughs> I literally just said I know. that and I saw, I saw I your eyes light up like, wow, that was an interesting answer. Because before you answered it, I thought I'm going to make sure I asked Jeremy and then you answered it and then I, my mind was drifting and I thought, remember, I was going to ask Jeremy, so I just did it. So what about you, Stephen? Which one would you, I'm just kidding. <laughs> See, Len, you were worried about being stupid on this show. Look what I just did. <laughs> All right, let's move on to uh, to new figures and the, the expansion of this wave. Obviously, All-Stars 5 Plus 
the plus is a big part of this wave. I, I mentioned last night on my show that someone had made a reference on the cabal that the, the all-stars were an afterthought for this, this wave. And I said, absolutely not an afterthought. They were the foundation of this wave. Once they were established, seeing what we had allowed the studio to say, okay, let's fill in the gaps. Let's get some other new characters in there that are different than the types of characters that the fans have selected. So my first question for the three of you is, do you like this new approach to All-Stars? Do you like uh, an All-Stars wave that maybe sacrifices one reissue uh, in exchange for getting a bunch of new stuff into that wave that you've never had access to before? I, I can answer that. It's an easy question. Yes, I, I prefer this a lot. I, I think this is a great idea. This is a mix of, of the... I mean, I, I'm super happy to get ASR and Romulus, Romulus into my collection, but I'm super excited, more excited, to, to get new figures, you know? And, and the way how this was um, uh, presented, I mean... This is my passion, if I go to myself. This, I, I love Mythic Legions. There's so much that I love about this. And to, to, to have a few weeks with new reveals, with stuff to look forward to, I love that. I see nothing that is not awesome about that, you know? So. Yeah, cool. Did you, Stephen, how about yourself? Being one of the people that brought one of those reveals out, did you enjoy... You know, I mean, obviously you enjoy doing the show. You enjoy being one of the, the people that reveals. Um, but did you enjoy the last couple of weeks being able to see new drops every few days and get excited and, and hear the community chatter about what had just been revealed? I, I, I did. I, I enjoyed it very much. I think it's I think it I think it was fun. Most of the reveals I would get somebody sending it to me a picture in a private message because I didn't even know it had dropped because I'm working or something, you know, and when it happens and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, and it blows your socks off and you open up your messages and you're like, Oh, and then I go to the cabal and start looking for other pictures and reading comments and stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely think that the, it, it's a, it's a fun way to do it and answer your question of, of whether the mix of the old with the new stuff. I mean, I, I bar none, the best ever because i mean let's and, and i'm biased because i've been around a long time and i have most of these figures so i get that there are other people that aren't in that same boat and they really they want the some of those older fi figures but for a guy like me i mean to be able to get some of the cool ones back and then um and then get all these exciting new figures coming too it's it's perfect and i, I like the balance that you, you you guys picked or the horseman picked of the, the the amount of old and then you well what i want to say is i we got so much more new than i expected i thought it was going to be less if they're going to do a combination of old and new um i thought that we wouldn't get the big portion of new that we got which i'm pretty excited about one of the things i love about it and len i'll go to you obviously you know, you running Wolf King Customs, um, which, by the way, we haven't even acknowledged the fact that 
the four members here on tonight's show are all, you know, we all get to work together as part of Wolf King Customs. Normally, it takes uh, a major a major winter holiday to get us all together on a, a broadcast chat. So All-Stars 5 Plus is so groundbreaking that we got Christmas in July, it looks like, over here. Um, <laughs> but, but Len, you know, you're, you're obviously someone that cares deeply about the composition of these figures and the parts that are used to build them. One of the things that I love about these new figures other than great, cool-looking characters, is use of new parts. And that's that's something that I think people fail to consider when they think about All-Stars. I go back to All-Stars 3, which was a great group of characters, but every one of the characters had the exact same armor. You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. from a customizing standpoint, or even just from a display standpoint, it was a lot of sameness. And even the three characters in this wave, I mean, Romulus and Ilgar both have the same torso, the same kind of armor pieces, pieces we've seen since Mythic Legions 1. So what are your thoughts? Do you like the fact that we're not only getting new characters, but those characters are able to utilize a bunch of the new parts library? Uh, from that point of view, it's definitely exciting. I mean, looking at like the new figures, they're already reusing some parts that I consider to be really new. Um, you know, ones that I don't think we would have seen in an all-star selection. Um, you know, maybe, maybe like Red Shield could be chosen into all-stars at some point or not. You know, it will be, I'm sure, someday, but it probably won't be in the next way in the next series, all-star six. And we're, so we're getting some parts earlier than we technically should have. And that's exciting. Um, it's a broad array of parts, obviously. It's great that they're they're bringing in 2.0, you know, the female scaled, the, um, there's so much there. There's just so, if you break it down to like a part analysis, it's a very, very broad spectrum of parts. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of mind blowing, like as I'm looking at it now, like how much is really there. And so as you're looking at it, the, the obvious question is, of the new figures that have been introduced, and there's there's four figures plus the horse, um, any favorites? Well, definitely, um, I don't know if I'm going to pronounce it right, Dubon? Dubon? Dubon, yep. Dubon is, is by far away, like, aesthetically my favorite, because it's just my favorite type of character, like an armored ranger with a bird and a hood. I mean, it's just phenomenal like that's that that one is by far my favorite of them all the the zolarian guard is very cool because i like that faction and he just has a really nice look i'm not i mean i don't want to fanboy like a like crazy but they're all great i mean i i don't not like any of them lady of Verona, her the that red is just killer it's an awesome red they're using on her it's phenomenal yeah, the Zylernian Guard fills that Silverhorn Sentry kind of role that we were talking about having an army builder. You mentioned earlier you were a fan of the flock. So, I mean, you, you got multiple four of these characters in this wave, if you include Xenophon, our flock characters. So that, yeah. uh, that faction got certainly bolstered. Um, Emil, how about yourself? Any yeah. favorite from the new ones? Oh, it's an easy one. It's Duban as well. 
Ivan. Okay. Yeah. He, he has so much well. stuff. He's just he's just a great figure when when you look at him with all the parts, and he also excites me as a customizer. Yeah. So he had both both these things. <laughs> yeah. Wire cape. The cape's me. beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny you say that because all of the soft goods in this wave were prototyped by C. Jessum. Um, so I saw all of these figures in the studio without soft goods. And now we've obviously announced that the Xylernian Guard and Lady Averona, both of those figures are going to come with both the soft goods loin and the plastic loin. So when I first saw them, they had the plastic loin, which the soft goods are super cool, but you kind of get you get a feel of what the character looks like, whether it's got the soft goods or the plastic. Um, the swig figure actually for the prototype in the studio used the new soft goods skirt from the new Artemis Silver Cord 2. So while it was the wrong color, you at least got a sense for it. Dubon was the only one that in the studio did not have the soft goods on him. So when I first saw him, I loved how he looked. I loved that blue steel type color that they had gotten, but it wasn't until I saw the soft goods on that it came really fully together for me. He was my favorite before I saw that. And then when I saw that edition, I was, I was blown away. Um, I'm going to say this as well. I mean, that torso that he's using Dubon. Yeah. I know many have that as a, one of their favorite torsos when it came with a red shield soldier. It has not been one of my favorite torsos because it felt, it feels um, a little bit smaller. I, I agree, actually. Yeah. yeah. Some some love that and some don't. I I prefer the bulkier ones, yeah. but when I see it on this one, it makes me. I want to create more characters with the other parts now. I want to use this torso because this torso here it, it's perfect. You know. It doesn't look as small, right? No. It doesn't, no, no, no it's, it's perfect. I know you you see Dubon and he doesn't look like he's got a small torso. It it, it flushes out so well. Yeah. Steven? God, I hate to just <laughs> say the same thing as everyone else. Oh, are we Pick, something else, more? Pick something else. Pick something else. But it's not don't... what my heart feels. I don't, I don't, I gotta follow my heart. So yeah. I, I'm gonna go with Dubon. Dubon is, oh. is, is amazing. Now, I'm gonna do something I don't, I very rarely do. So I am gonna be, I'm gonna say, I think it was the wrong choice. For his cape to be that color. Ooh, tell me why. I think we need a little contrast. I think it would have been better brown or like leathery. Um, but I love it. I still love it. He's my favorite figure of the of the of them. But that's just me. This is so interesting because when I look at him, I see him as maybe one of the absolutely best colored figures in the whole line i agree i love his armor and, and i don't want to lose that and i think that a different color a contrast in the cape would have popped his armor even more would you oh, change okay. the hood too to match or keep the hood the same i'm fighting with myself about that i think you change it but but i think i think the hood's integrated as part of the cape yeah, yeah. well the, that's not a cloth hood is it yeah, and no, no, it is. No, but I think it's supposed to. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I see what you're saying. Yes. 
That's why I said I think you got to change it. But that's just my that's just my opinion. I love him though; he's amazing. I, I you know what? I respect your opinion, but I, I disagree with you. Is this? Are we still going to be friends? Uh, you of course. We can still be friends, but I, I. Well, because sometimes on the internet it feels like you can't be friends after you disagree, and we, I just I didn't want that disagree. to happen. I mean, let's be honest: the color of a robe on an action figure is the kind of thing that there should be, you know, a hundred and seventy-six comment long thread complaining about. But and I'm not, I'm not complaining. I'm not saying this looks bad. I just that's just my opinion. But I love it, man. It's badass. So interestingly, no one has talked about Swig. Um, we've, we've mentioned all the other characters, but Swig has kind of gone under the radar. He was teased in the artwork for Deluxe Legion Builders that uh, Nate Barch, the wonderful Nate Barch, mm-hmm. uh, shared recently. People did point out that there were a couple of goblins lurking about that artwork that have not yet been revealed. And shortly after obviously swig was shown so love this character it's the only thing that bums me out about him and we asked about this at the studio because again all of these new parts are already tooled they already exist so they're even though they're new to all of us it's the same thing from a production standpoint as if these were parts that had been on dozens and dozens of figures in the past fully tooled ready to go What's not ready to go is the accessory pack from the Poxis Wave that has the little potion bottles and so forth, which would have been obviously a great addition to the Swig figure. But, you know, the great thing is we're going to get that that accessory pack at some point. And I know for one, I know exactly who's going to get it. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. Very yeah, cool. Swig's great. He, he, he does fly under the radar because... I think he's good. There's nothing. Re- Sometimes you're so good you don't really. If there's nothing negative to say, you kind of ignore it, and that's kind of why I did. I mean, I'm I'm gonna get him. There's no doubt, and he's gonna be great. I love the goblins. He's a Skeletor-headed goblin. I love him. <laughs> so, I'll give you a little behind-the-scenes information. I don't know that I shared this originally on my show. Um, Lady Avarona originally when this wave was put together was not going to be an evil character originally lady avarona and that this is before that was her name of course but originally that build was slightly different same head but different armor because she was going to be a female counterpart to the xylernian guard she was going to be you know it was going to be kind of like a team-up type character um it never got painted. It was just very, very early discussions. And then it was decided that there was too much sameness. You know, we were trying to introduce variety and we were doing two characters that were so similar. So this female knight was able to embrace her dark side. And that's how this evil female knight character was born. I love her. I love her. Yeah, she's great. What about the horse? Big reveal on yesterday's Four Horse on the Clock. The new horse, Boreas. People have been asking for another non-character specific horse like Balius for a long time. We've got Boreas. 
what do you guys, I mean, first off, do you guys collect the horses? They're, they're larger figures, so obviously you can only have so many. Are you excited for additional horses, Stephen? Absolutely. And especially this um, Atheon body, uh, the, 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 the thicker Clydesdale-ish kind of horse, or war horse, if you want to say that. Yep. Um, it's my favorite. Even though Ballius is beautiful, I love that horse. But uh, yeah, no, I this I was pumped when I saw this. I, I horses are cool, and this horse is is really really cool. The the letdown with Atheon is he's very specific to Arathir if you don't change him or customize him, and uh, I'm lazy, so they just I don't have to now. I just buy this and and I have that. So awesome. Neil, I know that uh, you've recently moved into a new home, so you have more display space. Um, Are you going to fill that with some horses? I don't have that much more. I would love to have much more, uh, but I I love this horse. I'm really, really happy with it. Uh, The thing is, I... When it comes to horses, I've always had this favorite uh, race or breed that it's called the Shire, uh, a British horse with these lots of hair down by the hooves, okay. uh, like Atheon had. And now we have this ordinary horse, and it, the color is perfect. It's going to go well on the dark forces here and also on the good guy's corner, you know? So... I I think, I mean, Atheon is something by himself, of course, but I, I like this horse much more than Baileus. And then I, 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 I really like Baileus, okay? Yeah. But this is, this is even better. I like the build on this, too. Um, yeah. Len, I know you're a Mezco collector as well. As soon as this dropped, I saw lots of people in the Mezco groups suggesting that this is going to be a great horse to put with the death dealer figure that is coming right. out yes. from, from Mezco. Just like a lot of people have put Baileus with, with Conan. Um, what are your thoughts on this, this new horse worthwhile uh, addition? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's a, I, I like the color scheme and the look and feel of it um, a lot. It's, uh, I don't want to say I like it better than the other one, but it, it's really nice. Um, I think it's a really smart move to bring a horse back so quickly because what we saw with Baileus, I mean, he, he became unattainable so quickly in the aftermarket. Um, I don't know if it was just something where people didn't pre-order a lot of him and he just, his supply dried up fast. And it yeah. was almost like he, he was that like genre crossing figure where, like you said, um, people with Mezco wanted him, and if you collected other lines that you wanted a good horse for, it's the best horse, toy horse out there in this yeah. scale by far. And yeah. it got gobbled up by the toy world so fast that there really wasn't anything left for like latecomers if you wanted any kind of horse. So it's it's really cool that you guys that you're bringing the horse back, or just a horse back so quickly into the mix. Yeah. Because, because the other ones, let's face, you know, the, the war horses or uh, the horseman horses, like the Alithia horse, they're very specific for that character. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even I, I saw a bunch of people mentioning 
early on that they were going to buy a Phobos, the, the Alithia horse, to use as a black horse. And I remember pointing out on a, a thread on the Cabal that you realize Phobos has like a skeleton for a face, like the front of the, and people hadn't realized it. They just, they for whatever reason, didn't see that part of the face. Um, so I agree, this is going to fill that gap. I think this is going to be a very popular one. Um, it's not, it wasn't an accident that we left this one for the end because we knew that it was a highly requested item that, that fans would be excited for. Speaking of requested items, the last thing that we have to talk about on this episode uh, to talk about with this wave is the heads pack. And it's interesting to get your opinions on it because some of the feedback I saw from you know, members of the cabal, which let's be honest, the cabal skews very customizer heavy. Uh, some of the feedback was a little underwhelmed, I guess would be a term. Uh, I saw people saying that like, for instance, the, the black cat head or the red demon head are fairly easy repaints of heads that are somewhat common. I think a lot of fans wanted this set to be heads like Atlas and Otho, heads that are impossible to find that they could then repaint. Um, but I saw somebody point out that that's not what this heads pack is about. And they were, their comment was spot on where they mentioned, this is not a heads pack for customizers. This is a heads pack for pop and swappers. This is a head pack for people that have never customized and want to be able to you know, slap that cat head on Dubon or on the Krampus figure and have something brand new. Um, so as customizers, people who can paint these things, I'm curious what your feelings on the heads pack are. Emil, let's start with you. Yeah, okay. So so one of the initial thoughts, of course, I, I always like the another Atlas head, you know, so that's one of the initial thoughts. But let me put those those thoughts aside. This is a perfect idea. Okay? So so this makes it easy for so many people to customize their figures, to add diversity. I think this is the exact right move to make. I just want to say that. This is the exact right move to make. Uh, the, the, the female head there, that is the most beautiful female head sculpt in the whole line. And to to uh, do this paint on her, beautiful, okay. And the 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 interesting thing is that her eyes look so much bigger uh, than on Delfina, for example. Yep. So there are a lot of things to be done with with paints. I I really like this uh, this idea. I think some will like this even more. You know, the the the. Uh, of course, I look at them and uh, see what can I repaint, what can I reuse. I want more female, new female heads, okay? Uh, but I, I'm not going to be one of those who say, like, why can't we have that? I think this is great, okay? I especially like um, the, the vampire head. That, that one is going to be so fun to add to, to add uh, diversity on the vampire shelf, okay? Yep. So that's my personal favorite. I don't think I'm alone with that, of course. Uh, well, it's interesting because that the comment of, oh, you know, people could just paint some of these heads, the cat and the demon are somewhat common. Okay, I'll give you that. But how many, there's not a lot of those female heads. 
That no. came with Edwin and it came with Delphina. Yeah. Neither of those figures are plentiful right now. Um, that dwarf head came with Joran. Good luck finding a Joran rune shaper. The vampire head is brand new, and that by goblin head, that version only came with one figure, Hellfire Goblin. So to me, that argument that these are all common heads, I actually don't really agree with the, that even argument. Uh, Len, what about yourself? You, yeah, you like I, what do you think? I, I, I have to say that like I have a lot of friends that don't own paint don't own a paintbrush and they have no desire to there's a there's a we we all like the customizing part of of the the line mm -hmm. but but there's a i would say the majority of the collectors they they don't they like the pop and swap but they don't want to paint this exactly. is awesome because this can this opens up you know your their world to really being able to like make custom more pop easy pop and swap customs and that's great. And it's really cool because it's like the the studio officially acknowledging that as being an option. You know, yes. like, like like it's like Lego, you know, like you're you're saying like, we know this happens. So here you go, guys. Have at it. Make some more stuff. And that's really neat. Um, they're all awesome. The My favorite, I think, is definitely the cat, the Black Panther, because I just I've always been partial to that. I like that setup. And it's cool that it comes with that collar because you can use it for more like you can make a beefy character with it which i like to do like a real tank guy you know like an orc or anything with it so it's it, that's a lot of versatility it's like a three in one part right there and yeah, the hellfire I mean, goblin being you know that's just awesome to get like a bog goblin type color with the tongue it, it's phenomenal i'm excited for it and we see this all the time right Len? i mean with wolf king customs with legion shop and there's a reason that both of those shops offer painted parts because right. you know both shops have a lot of customers who love popping new heads on figures but to your point they don't own a paintbrush they don't own a set of paints they want it ready to go this is very similar to that and at the price point thirty dollars to get huh. six heads the tail for the cat the neck for the cat um, the helmet for the Bog Goblin in four net pieces. Mm -hmm. That's a that's a great price. It is. That's that's phenomenal. I've seen just like I mean I've seen just one head go for thirty out of these yeah. or twenty. I mean that's yeah that's phenomenal. Stephen. So, I mean for me personally, when I see the 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 cat head, I was I was kind of like yeah bummer for me because like i said i army built purplers and into orcs so i have a pile of them over here that i could easily paint black so for me personally that one stinks but not everybody did that so there's a lot of people out there that can use that for you know so i don't think it's a bad choice it just for me it doesn't help me too much um yeah and I have a pile of those 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 shoulder things too, the the part the other part that comes with it. And but now my favorite thing I saw is uh, and I I don't know why I just blanked out on his name. It, it's the dwarf head. Joran. Joran. Joran's head is you know like you said it's that one shot head, and I've always liked it and I've always thought it was cool, and so I was really happy to get that, and uh, also in a different paint scheme. I think that's really yep. cool. Um, 
totally looks different too, right? With that brown versus the white. It does. Oh yeah. It does. I can't wait to set up a set up a dwarf, and I will leave that paint scheme exactly the way it is, and if I have to paint armor or whatever to make it match, because I I really think it's cool. Uh, Obviously, I mean, the vampire. I mean, it's new. It's beautiful. It's scary. I don't know. There's nothing negative if that you can say about that legally. Like, like if anyone out there, if I find anybody saying anything negative about it, I'm gonna I'm gonna take legal action because. It's not right. And um, I was thinking about that vampire head that I don't think that I like it. I'm just kidding. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Test uh, our friendship. Bog Goblin, I never saw that coming. And not in a million years um, would I have Eric. thought that coming. And the dumb thing in my brain says was, this is stupid. This is the first thought that popped into my head. How am I going to find a body for that? Because it's hard to find a got Bog Goblin. But you don't need to because any dwarf will work. So, you know, I mean, you could put that head. So that was the dumbest thing that popped into my head. So, um, no, uh, it's 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 really cool. And and you know, the the demon head. I mean, we've got so many red figures now, especially with. Well, we've got the Furious Four Pack coming. We've got um, Belphegar. We've got. Other, Krampus. Uh, we've got Red Krampus coming. We've got, uh, you know, the Fury Orcs themselves. Yep. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, there's a, so many pieces you could pop that head on. And you can, just you on can a black knight. Like a black knight legion builder. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you, exactly. You throw that on a black knight legion builder, there you go. There's your black and red. Yeah. Yeah. I'll t- I wasn't going to get the Red Krampus because I didn't need, I didn't think I needed to have two Krampus, but. I'm going to get another, I'm going to get a red Krampus. (laughs) Yeah. And I did say this on my show last week, you know, because people were suggesting, well, you know, what head can I put this figure on? What head can I put that figure on? And one of the things I said is, you know, when we, when we chose these, these decos, we thought about which figures are going to be available around the same time so something like red krampus is a perfect example and the furious four we know those will be out there that demon head will work but we also know that there's other stuff that's going to be coming that hasn't been revealed yet so in some cases we're planning ahead saying like hey we know that this head is going to work really well with a figure that the fans haven't even seen yet but which will be out in a you know somewhat around the same time frame so everything that was in this set was very deliberate you mentioned the bog goblin i mean from the minute we started talking about the heads pack that was what eric wanted to do he loved the idea of repainting that head in bog goblin colors um bog goblins are cool because they're kind of a legion builder they're an army builder type you know race so to be able to get a new look for that that works so well is with the helmet too that's pretty fun i think deluxe legion builder uh goblin right the pug goblin like that would work with that right that's a tro- yeah. isn't that yeah that's what absolutely. i thought right, right? absolutely because i mean i'm not sure what the net peg is I, I i actually have never pulled one of those deluxes apart yet to see what the neck looks like i'm assuming it's like gonks which gonks has that 1.0 neck port to 2.0 ball it's the only figure thus far that's come with that 
Um, but it doesn't even matter because the Bond Goblin has the integrated pegs. You just pop the neck off, put it right on. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're great choices. And if, you know, people got to remember when it comes to these, you know, crazy customizer folks like, like us, that the majority of the line is not customizers. If it was, we wouldn't have had an All-Stars a few years ago that had all the same armor. They would, that wouldn't have happened because we wouldn't have done that. And I think I complained about it at the time because that's what I do. <laughs> Those are all the questions I had, Stephen. I don't know if anyone has any final thoughts, anything that we didn't cover that they wanted to bring up about this wave or any thoughts they wanted to share. Did anyone want to bring up that fantastic all-in price that you announced? That's obviously a good point. Since you since you brought it up, Len, would you like to uh, say what what that price is? I believe it was uh, three eighty nine. Is that right? Three eighty five. Three eighty five. Even okay. better than you thought. Even better. That's an amazing price. You can't afford not to buy it. No. It was. It was really cool on the broadcast when they announced it to see people suggesting 500, 450. Those were, 450 was like the one that a lot of people were suggesting. So to be able to come in sub 400, you know, 385, I think that nine figures, a horse and a heads pack for that price is, is that's some pretty cool value. Jeremy? If yeah. a question here, uh, yeah. if this works out well, I mean, we, I mean that people will pre-order this, of course. Yeah. Uh, would you see that this could be something that there is like the the big Mythic Legions wave that will be in November, December? That's the big the big pre-order, and then there will be this uh, All Star Plus wave. So there will be like two pre-orders per year, kind of. Is, I mean, could it be something like that? I'm just uh, because okay. Now I'm talking both as a collector, but also as a customizer. I need parts, you know. So to plan the the finances, it's like okay, there will be this big one on the in November and this slightly smaller, perhaps. Now this is a big one actually, but it's <laughs> yeah. But three five. I mean, you know, when you consider. Because we took the troll out of this to keep the price down. But realistically, if you threw the troll into this, it would have been about a $500 pre-order, which is not unreasonable. I mean, there, mm -hmm. there have been other waves. The big G-Con waves are around $500. So $385, I think, is a great price. Um, hopefully, with that price in the five weeks, you know, people will be able to budget for what they want. Um, I, while I'm not at liberty to say, you know, what the plans are for releases in the future, I have said that if this format works really well, if the fans, and so far the feedback is super positive, but if the sales follow suit, then yeah, I, I would think that we will see this approach to All-Stars in the future where we get some reissues alongside some new stuff. Um, not to scare you off, Emil, but you mentioned having a wave like this and then the big wave in November. You're also forgetting reinforcements. You're also oh, forgetting. Yes. I was actually. Yeah. 
<laughs> and you're also forgetting Figura Obscura. So outside of those two waves, there's still a lot of other stuff that the studio is hard at work on. Did you just say that there's going to be a fig- Figure Obscura wave? No, I did not say there's a wave. I said that you forgot. I didn't use the word wave. Well, said, we said waves. You threw figure obscure in there. I, I just want to make sure. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. That's the next figure obscure wave. <laughs> I said reinforcements. I said cosmic legions. And I said figure obscure. All right. Thought I got you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I am going to slip one day. There will be. There will be a point where I accidentally say something I'm not supposed to, but well, you know if you're gonna, not that day. if you're gonna do that, do it on this show because this isn't live and I can edit it. <laughs> That's true. Good point. <laughs> so, <laughs> good point. Yeah. So this is where you want to uh, do that sort of thing, and then it, and then I'll know. So then that's perfect. <laughs> so any last words steven you want to you want to take us out with anything no i'm over the moon I, I i think this is a fun wave i love the characters i i don't really have there's nothing really here to be upset about i like the rollout you know um i mean i at this point i think people know i'm in love with this line so i am i'm i guess i'm biased maybe i'm looking through rose-colored glasses but I don't care. I'm happy. So, yeah. There you go. We, we all are. I mean, this is Legion's cast. We didn't assemble. We didn't <laughs> assemble a uh, a foursome of like hard hitting people that are going to really ask the hard questions. Well, I did I mention mean, that. All, all I, I did mention that cape. That was pretty. You know, that was pretty ballsy, yeah, right? You did. It was. You did throw some fire on that. <laughs> uh, for those who are listening, Steve, I don't know when we're going to get to post this, but uh, obviously the pre-order for All-Stars 5 Plus starts on Friday, July 29th at 12 p.m. Eastern on StoreHorseman.com, runs for just over five weeks, ends on Sunday, September 4th at 11 p.m. Eastern. Um, after that time, it will be available from all of the approved retailers. Uh, but if you do want to get it at the, the lowest prices, obviously you do pay for the, the pre-order up front with Store Horseman, but you get it at a bit of a cheaper price. So that is certainly the trade-off. You've got about five weeks to get your order in. And for those who are going to be at PowerCon next weekend, Stephen, I know you will be there. Uh, all of these figures will be on display at the Four Horsemen Studios booth. I did see the the floor plan. Stephen, you are a few rows away from us, but not too far. We should be able to see each other if, as long as the crowd's not too thick. Hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to spend some time together. Uh, yeah, if anyone's going that to there, go see the Horsemen. And then uh, if anybody's interested, I won't be by them this time, but... I will have some painted heads uh, for sale over at the My Wife's Gonna Kill Me table. So, come, you know, maybe Jeremy will be there. And if, if you're looking for me, you can ask Jeremy to point out my direction. I will do that. All right, everybody. I think that was that was fun, right? Yeah. yeah. That was that was a good time. So, yeah. 
lots of exciting stuff to talk about, or we did talk about lots lots of exciting stuff, a lot more to come, uh, more Legion's cast to come in the coming weeks. We'll keep on coming back, bringing the bringing the conversation back to Mythos and uh, and Cosmerium when the time comes. So, yeah, we will. Uh, we'll, we'll we're gonna go away for a while, and but we will soon see you around the land of Mythos. There it is, fellas. Is that the song? Something like that. Thank you.